When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we are going to uh, talk about something I didn't want to talk about, to be honest. Something I'm I've, I've hoping, I was hoping I wasn't going to have to talk about. But here we are. We're going to talk about a specific group, a battalion, a regiment. And we're going to talk about how something like that even happens to begin with. We're going to talk about how it gets cleaned up. We're going to talk about some numbers and some context and, and put it into focus. We're going to talk about one of the real dangers uh, of this situation. And uh, we're also going to talk about why so many people are leaning into this, this storyline. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, um, in Ukraine, fighting with the Ukrainian resistance, there is a group, and they are fascists. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, they're literally fascists. That's their ideology. Not good, right? Okay. Um, people in the U.S., a lot of them have just kind of leaned into this idea of, wow, that's an anomaly. How did this happen? And they're making a, a big deal out of it. And that's rooted in American exceptionalism. Under the idea that that wouldn't happen here, it absolutely would. So to kind of show how this occurs, we're going to use the U.S. as an example. We're going to say country X, it doesn't matter, the Dominican Republic. Okay, The Dominican Republic invades the United States. They catch us, and the military is just sleeping on the job, right? And, and the military gets hit so bad that they call up and say, hey, civilians need to organize. Now, the good news is it's the U.S. It wouldn't be hard to get a whole bunch of people who, you know, would be willing to do that. I mean, how many photos have you seen on social media of somebody wearing a plate carrier with all their molly gear carrying more equipment to the range than a lot of Marines had in Afghanistan while holding their rifle like this, right? A lot, right? So it wouldn't be hard. Uh, quick question. What's the ideology of those people, most of them, with those photos? Far right wing, right? Yeah. The groups that would be able to organize the fastest would be the same groups that were at the U.S. Capitol on the 6th. Because they already have the structure. They already have that hierarchical thing going on. And they already have the, the aesthetics uh, of wanting to do this. Right, that they have that image. So they're fash. A lot of them are that. So when they organize, and they would be the first ones, and they show up, and they talk to DOD, what does the Department of Defense say? Do they look at them and say, "Oh, y'all are a little too fashy for us. Go over there to the sidelines and wait," or do they say, "Yeah, this is the geographic area you're supposed to defend. Here's some ammo. Take some of those rockets with you when you go." It absolutely would happen here. 
no doubts. Absolutely. There, there's, there's, <laughs> in the situation, if the United States was ever in the situation that Ukraine is, this exact scenario would play out. What makes it more strange is that, let's say the geographic area they were assigned to defend was Apalachicola, Florida to Mobile Bay. When the call for civilians goes out, those who answer, if they're from that geographic area, what unit might they end up in, even if they do not share that ideology? Okay, so now we understand how it happens. The idea that this is an anomaly, something that would only happen in, in Ukraine, is just silly. It absolutely would happen here. Um, so, one thing that I, I've got to point out is that, that it boggles my mind that this is the thing that people think is weird. Um, understand, right now, you have people who served in the U.S. Marines fighting in units in Ukraine who are getting advice from people from Afghanistan who the Marines were fighting against on how to build stuff and set them by the roads. Like, that's occurring as we speak. To me, that is far more of a stranger, you know, politics make strange bedfellows type of thing than this. But here we are. Um, so how do you clean this mess up? Because the reality is this is bad. The, these are, in fact, fascists. And they're now armed, well-armed. Historically, this gets cleaned up in a couple of different ways. One is that the group just dissipates. That they just After the conflict, they're just like, yeah, we're done with this. I don't think that's incredibly likely in this case in Ukraine. Uh, another is that right after the conflict, during all the celebrations, a government engages in mass arrests or... Some governments, historically, have uh, sought more permanent solutions en masse to, to groups like this. Uh, I don't think that would happen in Ukraine, but it, it is something that has happened in the past. Now, if you're looking at Ukraine's situation in particular, what would be the smart move? right? Because Ukraine is a country that could be a powerhouse in Europe, but... It has to show that it is a European country that respects the rule of law and, and, you know, all of that stuff. What would be a good way to show that? Prosecuting some of your own fighters for violation of the laws of armed conflict after the war. Perhaps the leadership of a certain group. That might be a good way to clean this up. Um, what are they going to do? No clue. No clue. Uh, what's the danger? The real danger is all of the articles coming out about this group, all of the attention that they're getting. Because these articles are being read, more journalists show up, and now they're basically writing human interest stories. You know, hey, check out this completely re relatable young fascist here. That's not good, but the the more specific danger, the thing that I would be worried about is one of those journalists being there when a member of this group engages in some feat of battlefield heroics. They climb up on top of a burning T-72 and pull an Audie Murphy, and the journalist is there to get it on film. They get it on video, they get photos of it, and that gets published, and it turns that person into a war hero 
who can then achieve electoral success after the war. That, to me, is the biggest danger, because that spreads that uh, message. Now, let's talk about numbers, because with as much coverage as this is getting, it, it seems like it's a big issue. All right, in 2017, this group reached its peak with 2,500 members. Today, in 2022, it's about 900 and following because, you know, there's a war. Um, so that's a lot of people. What percentage of, of the military is this? Ukraine, prior to this, they had about 200,000 troops. So you're looking at, at their peak, I don't know, one and a half, two percent to now about half a percent of their combatants. Not a huge number, right? What about their political party? Because they have a political wing that goes along with it. How well did they do? 2.15% of the vote. They didn't get a single seat in, in the unicameral house that, that Ukraine has. Not one. 2.15%. The presence of this does not actually demonstrate that Ukraine is a fash country. Um, so that's kind of a view of how it can happen, how you clean it up, the dangers, context to show how widespread it is. With all of this information, why are uh, people leaning into the storyline? There's two reasons. One is that it is part of the Russian propaganda effort. They, they set out to paint Ukraine in this light. The other is that this group is fascists. Um, so people are concerned about it. Because fascists are a lot like lead in your drinking water. There is no acceptable safe level. So that's why it has drawn a lot of attention. The problem is the more attention it gets, it, it increases the likelihood that a bad outcome occurs at this moment during the war. You know, um, it can set the stage for them to gain a lot of popularity after the war. This is one of those things where it's the intersection of ideology and reality. This is something that actually occurs way more than I, I guess people realize. Um, groups that are not really on the same team being on the same, same team temporarily. That intersection, ideology and re reality, there's, it is a bumpy intersection and there's a lot of car accidents there. This is one of them. So, what can you do? Because obviously, you, you don't want to help them, but you also don't want to not pay attention, right? Because that second reason, no acceptable safe level. My uh, advice would be rather than looking at them and sharing articles about them, there are left-wing, progressive groups there as well. 
Highlight those instead. Get the press talking about those. That way, if there is a war hero that comes out of it, it's one of them. Somebody who might be able to uh, ride that and take Ukraine to, to a more progressive place. But at the same time, while looking at the numbers, looking at how successful they've been in, in elections, looking at the small percentages involved, it's not really the big threat it's being made out to be. There's no acceptable safe level. So don't uh, stop paying attention to it. Just maybe uh, provide some information that might be more beneficial when you're out sharing stuff. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.